0: To the Dynasty Hot Sauce Podcast. Yo, I'm Larry Monkey, and I'm here with Justin Rogers, Mr. Run DFF.
1: What up? Not a man, not. I got the chickens all settled in. They're relaxed. I do have a funny story about them damn chickens and my and my little two year old. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, Saturday, Saturday night, and I say we very loosely because I was only on here for about an hour and a half of Larry's five hour marathon live show. Got the chickens all put in the coop and everything. Today, my wife has some friends over there bringing some food over. We take my daughter out, and they all want to see the chickens. Okay, so we pull some eggs out from, you know, they're laying eggs. So I got a couple. Frankie's carrying a couple, and she's so excited. And She looks at everybody, and she goes, I got two eggs.
0: Nice. Smashes. <laughs>
1: and the funny thing is, she looked at the one that broke, and she goes, I popped it. I popped <laughs> the egg. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, all right. It's, it's, it's fun to join you guys. Yes,
1: welcome to the show. That lovely um, voice you hear, folks. That is
2: Sam Holtz,
1: famously on Twitter for being a Steelers super fan.
2: <laughs> yes. yes, absolutely. No, I'm glad that you guys reached out. This will be, you know, it's always fun to talk fantasy with different types of people throughout the space. So it's always fun to jump on a different podcast and get different vibes. So happy that you guys have invited me into your space today so we can have a good. Football chat.
0: Yeah. You could find her at Samantha R. Holt.
2: Yeah, we've been doing two early top fives on Tuesdays. We just did tight ends. Um, It's been a lot of fun.
0: Oh, I love it. I love because every night I check in on um I check in on YouTube and I hit my subscriptions and I'm just hoping somebody's live that I can watch. And I'm when I was researching the guest, you know, I was like, let oh, let me check this out. I'm like, oh, OK, oh, there was one yesterday. I'm not even subscribed to this. Boom. <laughs> subscribe. So love. I hope get the notifications now and I'll be in on these. Uh, I'll be in on the chat. I, I chime in when everyone's uh, going live. I'm that That's guy. Awesome. Yes. No, I love
2: it. And I mean, that's part of the fun, I think, when you're doing live shows is getting that interaction with guests. And we're always, you know, really quick to answer questions. I feel like when you're going to watch a podcast live, and you hear them talking about something, you know, doesn't matter who it is, you know, I'm talking trash about George Kittle, and you want to give me your two cents, I want to hear those two cents, because it's fun to have that active conversation.
0: George Kittle. I yeah. recently this this pot I mean w- let's just jump right into it I thought I was interesting it was an interesting top five you you and your two co-hosts mm-hmm. um and these are your redraft rankings yep and uh George Kittle didn't make the top five for you
2: he didn't make my top five and my reasoning behind that was I'm just a little bit hesitant at one obviously the injury history there it begs me pause when I'm making my rankings and I'm looking at the whole season overall um but also the quarterback situation I don't have confidence in their quarterback situation right now and so when I'm doing these two early top fives these are just guys that I think have a better chance at ending the season in the top five just as of right now and obviously we're talking about this in March This can completely change, which is why it's too early top fives. And when we were talking offline, you guys said, let's talk about dynasty rankings. Obviously, if I went top 10 in dynasty, Kittle is in there in the top 10. I don't have my numbers down for like the rest of them in those. But Kittle does make the top 10. It's just in that top five region that I had to X him out of my list. I'm kind of afraid of Kittle and his injuries, too. I mean, the way that he plays the game, obviously, he's a very physical player and He's just running into a crowd just an obviously very dominant player but the way he plays I think begs towards you're gonna get hurt bro like don't don't run in that way don't lead with your head let's not do the tackle that way I think that he's just a very voracious player and so when he does that he's opening himself up to injury love him to death he's fantastic but he can get hurt
0: I'm not a guy that will that will end up with Kittle in a redraft league because someone else will reach and get him before. I'm yeah angry. and that's the yeah. other
2: thing with him i think that it's uh the price tag that you pay for the name and though i do still have travis kelsey at my top number one and i think that the volume is what solidifies him at that position when you're creating those rankings and you say oh well it's travis kelsey are you just paying for the name yeah you are because he's basically a top 10 wide receiver at the position of a tight end and if you can get a top wide receiver at the tight end position, you're going to say yes to that every single time. So you do, I think that's worth the buy. I don't think that Kittle's worth the buy at that price tag.
0: I usually jump in around the Hawkinson fan territory if, or uh, I saw you had Robert Tanyan in your top five, which was did
2: <laughs> probably a ballsy uh, call, but and I'm we okay mentioned that.
0: And, and we, it's funny, me and Justin touched base briefly before you hopped on. That was the one thing I, that we talked about. I was like, wow, Tanyan in the top five. And I could see myself taking Tanyan in, in a redraft because after those tight ends go, I'm like, I'm, I'm just adding all that wide receiver running back value. I could easily see myself grabbing a Tanyan, but, but Tanya is another guy that's going to get grabbed early before I want to take him.
2: I mean, I think that when, I mean, obviously again, we're in March. And so between now and when we're all drafting in the July, August uh, time of the year, I think that this will fluctuate a lot. Now, obviously we haven't talked about, Names like Dallas Goddard, Mike Gusecki, Kyle Pitts is really high on everyone's rookie draft list. I could see Tanyan dropping Mm. in a lot of people's rankings and being the forgotten player. But if you do get him, yes, he has lower targets than all the other tight ends in my top five. He has 59 compared to everyone else being over 100 targets in my top five list. However... He is tied with Kelsey with his touchdowns. So it's just that big playability factor that you could get with him. So yeah, is he going to get targeted as much? No, he's effective with those targets. He definitely is. I mean, I had the stat down that he had 52 receptions on those 59 targets, which is fantastic. So you want that consistency of a player. If he's going to get thrown the ball, he's going to catch it and he's going to make the big play, which is great. And if you're going to get a late round tight end, that's going to be almost guaranteed a catch or two and a touchdown—you're not going to be upset at those numbers.
1: Yeah, see, I just don't know that that is repeatable. The touchdown numbers, and I always want to bank on volume over touchdowns. Now, if we had seen it for three or four or five years, I would—I would believe. Oh yeah, he's a touchdown machine. One year, I, it feels like an outlier to me. Eleven touchdowns on fifty-nine targets and fifty-two catches—like twenty percent of his catches are going to be touchdowns. It just doesn't feel doesn't feel like it can actually be sustainable.
2: Sure, but I mean, the other argument to counter that would be what have the Packers done to shore up their offensive weapons outside of what they currently have compared to what other teams are doing right now?
1: Yeah, I think I would argue that I don't think that Aaron Rodgers is going to throw for, what, 45 touchdowns or whatever game.
2: I I don't know that he's going to match what he did this past year, but I think that he's got – a lot of potential for that volume. We saw him do a lot with practically nothing. I mean, he went into last year's draft realizing, okay, yeah. they just took a quarterback. They just took another running back. I didn't need these positions. And he did that all with a chip on his shoulder. And he got as far as he did this past season with that right. massive chip on his shoulder. I He's not someone that to me is like, okay, I'm done with that chip on my shoulder. I'll just coast the next year. He's not the person like that to me. He's a winner and he's going to go out there and do what he can with the tools that he has. So for me, that's why I do have Tanya that high.
0: They haven't done anything except sign Aaron Jones or re-sign him. So the targets and red zone opportunities are currently still there. So Mm -hmm. there's nothing. And Jamal Williams
2: is now out. So that just shores up Aaron Jones Mm -hmm. a little bit more. Yes, AJ Dillon's still there, but Aaron Jones still has had success with Jamal Williams. So I still think that that's. Solid. But again, they're not making moves there. We can't think anything's going to change if nothing else has changed. And around
0: I felt that way about Tanya last year. And the joke was on me because he kind of ended this prior season on a high note. So people were high on Tanya coming into this past season. And I, I want to know part of it. And, you know, proved me wrong. So
1: I think the joke was really on every Jay Sternberger truther out there. <laughs> <laughs> every one of them. There were oh, a lot. Oh my gosh. They,
0: it was they fun were to say. Sternberger. <laughs> yeah, right? You are a big Pittsburgh Steelers fan. You want to talk some Steelers for a little bit?
2: Absolutely. I, I do love my Steelers. Uh, I always get asked if I'm from Pittsburgh. I am not. Born and raised in Southern California. Um, nice. I'm a Steelers fan because my dad's a Steelers fan. And he's mm. not from Pittsburgh. He's actually from Oxford, England. So when he Moved to the states, he had to pick a football team because he was learning about the sport with his friends at the pub, and he just saw the colors and he's like, "That looks like my home soccer club in England, so I'm gonna follow them." And s- since then, he's been a Steelers fan. I think it's a fantastic franchise to be a fan of. I'm very happy to be a fan of them. I love well, them. You well, it's know. better
0: to be a Jets or Falcons fan. So tell you what, I mean, <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, no, I yeah, love my Steelers.
0: I'm a Jets fan, clearly. Really. <laughs> yeah, huh? Sadly, a giant I giant Jets
2: sign behind yeah.
0: you. <laughs> Sadly. Every,
1: everyone fan. that listens to the podcast knows Sam Darnold. Everyone <laughs> knows it
0: because he's on the podcast every time. So. Yeah. yeah. It's all just Special guest, go.
2: Sam Darnold.
0: Sitting on my shoulder. Uh, I went to a Jets-Steelers game, and just the confidence – and this is just in the hotel, like the Steelers fans. And I'm there in my Jets jersey with my brother-in-law, and we're just like mm-hmm. – you know every Steelers fan just had this like – confidence slash arrogance about them like you know we got our championships and we're the Steelers you know and well uh, they probably felt that way because they were playing the Jets so dude they, this is funny <laughs> I'm walking in the parking lot back from taking a leak the Steelers fan is just like hey buddy you okay you're looking a little green <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's a good dad yeah. joke come on that's a good dad joke that I don't like it mind. <laughs>
0: Uh, fans were fun man they were they were fun those those fucking terrible towels it's
2: just like come on come on i mean it is pretty glorious to see it throughout a stadium i went to a la chargers steelers game uh year before covid and it was a beautiful what turned into a home steelers game by the end of the game it was just terrible towels everywhere we were up by like Two or three touchdowns by the end. I don't remember. I was just so excited. I was just screaming my head off. It was awesome. I'm also going to apologize now. I I do have a cat who tends to try and get into every podcast. This nice. is Knox. Say hi. He's just trying to play with the mic, and then yeah. So stop.
0: Right. welcome to the show, Knox. Knox, <laughs> cat. So you might see a chicken like walking around just Justin's head in a little bit. You never know, right?
2: Oh my. Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> just a little... When Big Ben, you know, like throws out his shoulder or. Whatever that's going to happen to him this season, oh, so who's going to step in? Who's who? Who do you think's the QB two right now? Do you have any confidence in Mason Rudolph or is it Haskins? The,
2: it's it's a mixed bag, isn't it, that we've got going on at our QB two position? I don't wish any ill on Ben, and I hope that his shoulder is fine and his arm is fine to end the season. However, if he doesn't finish out the season or has to sit out due to injury, which he has before. I have a bit more confidence probably in Haskins than Mason Rudolph, just because we've already seen what Mason Rudolph does. I already know what he is and what he's capable of. I would like to see, I like Haskins. I think he's a great kid. I think that if we can give him, the time that he needs to develop a play. And I was looking at this because I'm going back and forth because when I saw the signing, I was pissed. I'm not going to lie. I was pissed. I wanted something better. If we're going to move on from Ben, I wanted the bigger, better thing, not just another thing. So I think that when it comes to Haskins, compared to what he had last year, obviously he had, I think, over 20 sacks last year. He just didn't have the time to develop the play and that's something that as a rookie you're gonna have to deal with and obviously that it's also doesn't help when you're in a situation that they can't protect you now compare that to Ben he had far less sacks last season even the year before actually year before last he only had two but obviously that was because he was out early so Mm -hmm. I think when you look at just that percentage across the board he's gonna have a better o-line defending him and with Tomlin the amazing brilliant mind that he is I am sorry I'm gonna be a massive Tomlin fan right now but I think he has the potential to really develop him and give him the confidence that he needs to really develop the skills that he has that we all saw and we did like um, in his rookie time um, and in college. So I feel like he has the best potential and also he's the biggest question mark. I'd rather see the question mark than deal with another game of Mason under center.
1: You and me both.
2: <laughs> I don't want to see it. Oh, I'd rather see no, Haskins. No Roll the dice.
1: Not that we, it's not that we know what Haskins is or isn't, but we we clearly know what Mason Rudolph isn't. Yeah, And that's the starting quarterback in the NFL.
2: Absolutely, no, he is just a, a body to keep the bench warm at some point.
1: Hey, look, I bet he's got some great clipboard hands. Mm-hmm. Like he just pulls the hell out of a clipboard.
2: Oh yeah, I'm sure. Just
0: yeah. think about what the Steelers once were. And there wasn't, when you had Lev Bell and Antonio Brown and you had the all these big personalities Just what Tomlin can do to keep a locker room together. I mean, I know there was a couple things here or there with, with AB towards the end, but Tomlin knows how to keep his locker room in check. You know, maybe that's what Haskins needs. He needs maybe that kind of mentor to get his head screwed back on straight.
2: Yeah. And that's why I love Tomlin. I mean, he's a very, I think he goes underrated too much and it gets, it gets upsetting. Cause obviously last year it wasn't the season that we wanted to have, even though we went undefeated as long as we did, we were, also dealing with the fact that due to COVID and every team had its situation. So it's not poor Steelers. Every single team had to deal with these. Maybe the game's not going to be played. Maybe it will get played. Oh no, we can't go in our locker room this week. We have to wait until Saturday to go in. So everyone was thrown out of sync. Everyone was thrown out. We were too, but we were somehow still trying to manage winning despite all those things. And I think in football compared to other sports, when you go on this win streak, It kind of becomes this weird taboo of like, well, if we lose, then it kind of shakes the team's confidence. So there's a bunch of excuses I could throw out there, but I think there are also a lot of factors that people are missing that were successful. Like we did have a lot of success despite a lot of things being thrown at us. And the year before being as snake bitten as we were, Tomlin should have gotten coach of the year for being able to string together as many wins as he did with just bodies on the field. It was terrible.
0: Got his work cut out for him now. Thanks to his new star wide receiver, what looks like, I don't know if you caught the video, that TMZ video, where Claypool's kicking at whatever. He's like, is somebody kicking the head? You can can hardly see it. Yeah,
2: I I watched the video. Uh, I hadn't heard of it until you put it in your show notes, and I was like, dang, really? And I'm not going to comment on what he did or him as a person or anything like that. I think when we see off the field, I guess antics is the best way to put it right now until they do a full investigation. When you see that, what you do is just look at draft value and say, okay, I know that if I have Chase Claypool on my team, he is probably going to be suspended for a game or two and take that into account with how I rank him or how I put him on my draft board.
1: Right. I mean,
2: in the meantime, him as a player obviously last season he was stellar i was so grateful to grab him in dynasty leagues that i had him in i'm like holding on to you tight bro because he's a fantastic red zone threat love his size great playability it's just more consistency and as he develops as a player hopefully he can continue to be more more consistent so i'll tell you
1: for the Steelers, it was good that juju resigned but for all the fantasy options there man it just crushes everybody Because they really need to be back to two primary targets.
2: Yeah. And I think that maybe part of that has to do with just trying to stay the course with what they were doing last year, but, you know, develop it stronger than what it currently was in that re-signing. I think it's, you know, it's honorable of Juju to sign for less money just because he obviously wants to stay with the team a bit longer and really develop further there. He's a very loyal type of guy. And uh, I love him on Instagram. I'm sorry. Huge fan. Huge fan <laughs> of GJ. Um, so I'm not I'm not mad about it for that reason. He's a he's a great player for any fan. He's perfect for the fans. Like he's a great guy in that sense. For me, the offers that he got, the one that really struck me was that he had an offer on the table from Kansas City. And what Ooh. that told me was there they want to do a shift or something to take pressure off of Tyreek Hill. So that was my bigger takeaway of that conversation was, oh. I think targets might go down for Tyree let next year because I think they want to manage him. And I think they want to be able to open him up because the pressure's just on him. That's what they learned in the Super Bowl is that once you shut him down, you shut down a lot. And you shut Kelsey down, you kill your offense. So they need to get another player in there in order to be that person. And I think if they had made that signing, Juju would have shut up draft boards immediately.
0: I think Tyreek got wind of your your statement there because he he didn't want to restructure his contract. They wanted to restructure for and he turned to down the opportunity. He said yeah. I do not want to deal with that.
2: Yeah. So, no thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good.
0: Jeez, the Pittsburghs I mean we can we could talk about every position here. <laughs> who's, their, who's their starting running back this year? Run it back with Connor or they have you got Snell and McFarland they drafted in the third round. And then there's always there. I've seen a number of mocks where running back is um, being mocked to the Steelers. Where, what's your take on, on, on the running back position?
2: I think it's a position that we need to address very quickly and immediately. I do like Benny Snell. I know that in the notes we have, you know, Snell or McFarland, your preference. I prefer Snell. I feel like he's such a good downhill runner. What's he's just kind of like what, what's that X-Men that once he gets momentum, he doesn't stop? I feel like he's he has that type of connection that I love. But That's no, I like true. I like Benny Snell. I think that he, he has a lot of potential, but I think that overall at the position, in order to get more out of Benny Snell. He, we need someone else to take a big brunt of the carries successfully and consistently. So I'm hoping we can address that position in the offseason. season. It needs we help. Know. And if we don't help it, we're not going to be successful next year.
0: What are you thinking, Justin?
1: Go. I think we're running out of options. I mean, these options that were out there, the Phillip Lindsay's and the Kenyon Drake's and Chris Carson, even Mike Davis. I mean, it is getting thin real quick. It is. Really quick. And then not- for that
2: reason, I think that the draft, they're going to have to address it in the draft. Because what what's the problem is we're strapped for cash with cap space. That's our mm-hmm. biggest issue is that we just don't have cap space yeah. for it. I think we see this team one more year with the current cap, and then it just gets completely dismantled in order to rebuild. Because what they're <laughs> trying to do is kind of what I'm trying to do in one of my dynasty leagues is hold on to the pieces I have for one more year just to see if I can get <laughs> to another championship. So I get it.
1: <laughs> they ought to sign Duke Johnson for a million and a half and ride
0: it. And see what happens. Uh, man, he's getting long in the tooth. These yeah, days. a
2: little bit. I would but like I'm, a sexier pick than that. No offense to Duke Johnson.
0: If you go to well, tankathon.com, and I I've, I check out that site often, uh, Najee Harris is being the mock. What are they picking up? Uh, 24th? It'd be the a new,
1: classic Steelers-type running back. Mm-hmm. Big physical yeah. guy. The stereotypical Steelers back that everybody thinks. I be love nice,
0: it. It'd be a nice piece to add.
1: Right now, it's like closing time at the bar, and they just have to like pick a chick. You know, that's just kind of how it is. Pick a chick, pick a dick. That's what we used to say. Which one are you going to (laughs) do?
0: That's a the hell closing hell time uh,
2: announcement. Yeah, yeah. Closing time. <laughs> it's it's closing you, time. You've Got to get the hell out of here. But it, it is getting slim pickings. More, I think it's a closer uh, relationship to uh, COVID last year when you go to the grocery store and you see one pack of toilet paper. You just gotta grab it. Okay. You can't, you can't think twice. It doesn't matter the brand. You just you gotta, gotta
0: grab it. To single ply. Yeah, you just gotta mm-hmm. take it and go.
2: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: You prefer redraft dynasty, little DFS, all of the above. How do you how do you spread it out?
2: Um, well, I think every year has kind of been a little bit different. Um, I have one dynasty league that I've been in the longest and I think it's going on eight years now. Um, I love that league. It's with friends from college. It's one of those leagues that it's very much like the league show in that we have that many inside jokes. We have you know, so many of these text threads of just trash talking. It's it's a very Mm -hmm. fun league to be in. Um, I'm in an additional three other dynasty leagues that are newer. And then every year I have, you know, a handful of redraft leagues. I think last year I had 10 leagues. Every year it kind of fluctuates between eight to 12. I'm going to try and bring it down a little bit next year just because it's a lot to manage, but I like all of it. I, I don't do as much DFS just because I tend to run out of time when it comes to podcasting and setting lineups i do record on saturdays and then we record on fantasy focus we record uh, a sunday morning show for three hours right before the game so we can help with start sits so Uh, because i'm spending uh, three hours on start sit i can't break to then make a really quick DFS lineup so um unless i get it done ahead of time it is difficult for me to do dfs but and i don't see me slowing down on how much i podcast either so no, probably no. not going to do much dfs in the future
1: the point where you can't you don't even have time to do the kind of research that it takes to to invest a lot of money in dfs where fantasy or season long fantasy i mean it's one of those where you're gathering the information throughout the season you know you get a general idea of what you want to do but but dfs i had to back off this year i started adding leagues last during the covid stuff and realized that I didn't have nearly enough time to, to put together lineups week to week and deal with everything else that I was dealing with. Yeah.
2: Just- I mean, it's definitely fun uh, on our show. We're sponsored by monkey knife fight and doing prop bets is certainly something that I have really mm-hmm. enjoyed doing um, just cause it's a little bit easier, a little bit faster to set, just picking, you know, six of six in quick prop bets over unders. It's just more fun. And I think it also clicks a different gear in my brain of You know, what I think is going to happen. And they're really great with picking these lines that are super, super marginal. So it's fun to go back and forth on those.
0: I have a five year old or five and a half year old, if you ask her. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm in right around roughly 10 dynasty leagues. But with COVID, I just kept joining all these like charity redraft leagues. And I had all these leagues. And then you have to jump from one sleeper. Then I had one Yahoo league and then everything else is MFL. But I have to set my lineup in the bathroom or in my car without getting distracted. Because I can't, yeah. everyone, it's just me and my wife and my daughter. So every little thing is an interruption. So
2: you have to go for those windows of opportunity where you right, can actually so focus for- For two seconds, who
0: do I start? Yeah, so hold on a second. Talking about leagues and Dynasty leagues, Justin, we haven't mentioned the Dynasty Hot Sauce Listener League Hmm. that we are currently putting together. The very first one, if anyone is interested. Sam, this is- There is still
1: room in my inbox, in my DMs for those private- pictures folks
0: 14 teamer Uh, we are soliciting any of our listeners and we're going to bring on some some guests to join if they like you're of course invited if if you're looking for a new startup and it's going to be a 14 teamer tight end premium so uh yeah we're in no rush to fill it we got plenty of time nice I'm doing startups left and right
1: right now. I need to hold one till after the rookie draft or something. Like yeah, after the NFL draft. Justin, let's hear about your startup, man. It's, startups, its startup season. You know, it was orphan season. I took over one of those. Now I'm on my fourth startup. And
0: oh my goodness, it's what crazy. is going on?
1: Let's hear about this.
0: Talk about this. What? Who? Okay. Who, who, well, who, who, what's like the league?
1: The, all right. So it's a—it's a league that our friend Rocky has put together. It is completely—I I have gone off the rails with this from where I normally draft.
0: Rocky you know, from Trade Addicts. Yeah,
1: yeah. Trade Addicts Rocky. That's right. I think someone took over my my body and and mind and has started drafting my team for me.
0: So what is this, 12-team?
1: It's 12-team Superflex 2-point premium for
0: for the tight end. Yeah, it's a big premium. Nice. You're a fan of the big tight end premium.
2: Tight end premium. I think tight end premiums are fun. They're they're definitely trickier. What I'm definitely getting more into, and last year was a big testament to it, was uh, super flex leagues. Um, no. it, it throws off your rankings a lot. It makes you rethink your entire draft strategy a lot. But it's it's really fun. And I think that uh, my my big dynasty league, we just switched it to being a super flex. And last oh. year, I I made it to the championship. But I lost in the championship, and I am going to blame it completely on not shoring up that second QB position because Oof. it is so important in that format in order to have any success. It really throws off everything.
0: Sure well, does. Super well, flex, the only that, way to go. This
1: startup has been announced. We did our draft order four weeks ago. We've oh. been sitting on this. Rocky kept saying, I just want to wait till after free agency, let some things settle. Oh, oh my gosh. We were going to start <laughs> next week. He kind of posted, he's like, well, you know what? There's not much left in free agency. Anybody opposed to starting on Monday we're like, no, let's do this thing. <laughs>
2: in like, the meantime, the in meantime
1: three of us, three of us had traded into the top eight. J. Mike, me, and Scott Connor all had two picks in the top eight. I was the unfortunate one with 108, which wouldn't be bad except fucking Deshaun Watson's out there exposing himself and yeah. creating a bunch of I don't know what the hell he's doing. He's a pervert, but
0: well, nobody does. But right? Well, some people seem to do.
1: Yeah, uh, 22 22 people apparently (laughs) know. what. So anyways, I was at the 108, and I took the risk. So I took the 101 at the five spot in the uh, startup. So I'll take T-Law. And then I took Deshaun Watson at 108. Oh,
0: wait. So you took the 101 with what pick?
1: With the fifth pick overall. Oh, nice. I got T-Law there just because – I have enough of Dak and everything but it, it it makes me nervous but if Deshaun Watson is not kicked out of the league I've got two studs
0: that is a roll of the dice okay so you had the fifth pick an eighth pick
1: yeah and then I did not have a second or third rounder I'm okay with that because normally my third rounder at one of those picks is gonna be a quarterback okay so really I only lost one of them and I now yeah you now
0: you're in the the fifth round and you have two quarterbacks and nothing else. And one guy no, and no, one no. might not even play. Actually, might even get suspended for the whole season. You have right, three
1: right. Quarterbacks. Well, actually, you're by the fifth round, I had three quarterbacks because I took two in the fourth. Gotcha. Right. And
2: for a super flex, I think that makes a lot a lot more sense than some people would think. And like yeah. you, want, you not only do you want to show up that position, but it's but the way the league is and the way the injuries go, it's and obviously the way that off the field things happen, you don't know who you're gonna get. When you start the season or who you're going to be starting at the end of the season. So, I mean, I think that it's good to back up your backup in a super flex league.
1: If Deshaun Watson is on the field, then I've got, I mean, I've got two studs because I do think that Trevor Lawrence is going to be that guy. But then This is where it turned crazy for me, Larry. And this is a draft that you might like a lot if you were doing it. 3 of my next 4. Miles Sanders, James Robinson, and Josh Jacobs with Noah Fant Ooh. stuck in there. So now Whoa, I got Fant too. Yeah, I got Fant as well. So I got three solid running backs and then I got Mike Evans in the 7th round.
0: Nice. That's good. <laughs> so I,
1: I feel pretty good about the draft right now. I gave up my I gave up my twenty-one first to get into nice. the 6th round again. My 22 first to me. I gave up my okay. No, that's a lot. I gave up my 23 first. I have my first oh my next goodness. year. Nice. So I get, we're 23 first to get back into the uh sixth round where I, I got one of and i don't i think it might be james robinson that i took there
0: but i'm fine. Fond- you're, you're taking a few swings man that's a lot That's a lot of risk you picked up jacobs no one knows who's Kenny and Drake's gonna be. I don't know now, that
2: Kenyan Drake knows who he's gonna be. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Who
0: was on the board when you went Tua? Who? What quarterbacks were still out there?
1: Kirk Cousins went directly after Tua. Daniel Jones, Carson Wentz. Yeah. It was thin by now It was real thin by then.
0: Tua or yeah. Wentz? No, to
1: okay. me, that's Tua easy. Yeah. No
0: brainer. Yeah.
2: I definitely like Tua there. I think that Carson Wentz is going to be a. Decent QB2, QB3 for a super flex league, just because he's going to have a lot more time in the pocket behind that fantastic offensive line. So I think that he's got some good potential, but I also think they're going to be run heavy there. So I don't know what the cap is on his potential.
0: Wentz has also never had this kind of firepower on offense as well. So that should be interesting. What's
1: interesting is that Wentz went. In front of the 106. Whoa, the 106 went a couple picks, two or three. And picks you took
0: Tua before the 106.
1: Yeah, I'll take two before the 106. I don't, you know, I don't want to think twice about that. To be honest with you. Mm-hmm.
0: So you like okay?
1: Look, they it, added Will Fuller, so they have another weapon now.
0: I'm out and said two is the guy. Like we're not even entertaining.
1: I mean, I, I think letting Ryan Fitzpatrick run walk away is is kind of a.
0: Yeah, unless they trade for
1: Deshaun Watson, which at that point he's the starter in Texas. So, <laughs> so it's it's fine to me. Right,
0: right, right. I'm not yeah.
1: concerned with two speakers.
0: Sam, are you a, a running backs girl, a wide receiver girl, or a quarterback girl?
2: In draft, just in general. Um- it depends on the league that I'm in. It really depends because there are definitely certain leagues that I like to stack up on running backs early and often super flex leagues. I will go QB heavy early. So it just depends on the situation. Also, I like, because again, I'm in so many leagues and I like to try different things. I will mix it up and just fill each position as I go, you know, go running back, go top wide receiver. If there's a top tight end still there, I'll grab that or I'll grab a top quarterback. I like to mix up my strategies because that way I also kind of Diversify the types of teams I have by the end of the season.
0: Nice. Women's History Month. We're winding down. I love that we have so many great females in the fantasy community. It's fantastic. Just the more diverse, the better. And you have all of this. It's also an interesting day today. Happy Equal Pay Day. Do you know what Equal Pay Day is?
1: <sighs> well, it would be nice if it actually ag- it existed. Right.
0: Yeah, it's not something that's honored by the United States, but it's a day meant to raise awareness of the gender wage gap. uh, just marking how long women must work into the year to earn what a man earns. This year, it's March 24th, which reflects that in in 2019, the average woman earned 82 cents for every dollar earned by a man. How does that make any sense in 2020 and then in 21? And it's worse for black, native and, and Latina women. They have to work until August, September, or October. They're yeah, yeah. to catch up. This is this piece is the same job. I know this is a uh, fantasy football show, but still, let's get it together, people. You know, no, social
1: issues here. Yeah. We
0: t- we touch on it uh, now and again. I don't know, Sam. How are how are how's Twitter treating you lately? Um, how do you? I, 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 and there's been plenty of trolls out there. Uh, how do you handle a troll?
2: Um, I mean, in terms of, I think, level of troll, I don't think that I've encountered uh, any that are that terrible. Um, But, you know, Mm -hmm. you get some comments and my my response tends to be no response to trolls. Just depends on what it is, because in my experience, if someone says something negative to try and get something arise out of you, it doesn't matter what you say in return. It's the response triggers a following response just because you're giving someone that time they will immediately think i have your ear i can continue to berate you or go off on a tangent on on however they choose to troll you so um i tend to not respond uh to trolls if i get them in the dms i obviously just delete or block it just depends i think i have more i've blocked more people on instagram than i have on twitter just
0: really? inherently. <laughs> That's interesting. Hot sauce does have an Instagram page, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that
1: you know I don't use Instagram much, but I thought the the stigma lied in the Twitter verse. that Instagram was a little bit more user friendly, and I don't mean user friendly on the uh, technical aspect, but like user friendly amongst you know people being friendlier.
0: Trolls Ruff- don't discriminate. <laughs> Trolls, do no, not that's trolls
2: don't discriminate on the platform at all and if anything because i have a public profile on instagram it just you know anyone can send you a message so i have a different a different box that all of those go in and i just hit erase on it once a week just to clear out all the the nonsense messages that i get um and you know you just move on so i i that if i had to pick a A platform that I've blocked more on. I've blocked more on Instagram. And in terms of engaging with trolls, I just don't. But if I see others that engage and they have a good clapback, I will bring them applause because, uh, you know, there's no. If you've got a really good comeback, I just, I love them. So and half the time it's like, if you've got a really good comeback, then you say it. But if I don't have a good one, I'm just not going to respond because it's not going to make anything any better for me. We've all gotten all of these comments, you know, you're a girl, what do you know about sports? Or you're just talking about sports so that guys will talk to you. I'm sorry, but I'm single and I'm 33. Just because <laughs> I like sports doesn't mean that guys are going to talk to me. I guarantee you that. <laughs> right. If anything, it scares them away because when they yeah. try and come up to me at the bar and I'm screaming at the TV, they're like, I'm going to turn around because she's terrifying. So that's kind of my experience. Um, I work at a sports
1: bar. I can, I can affirm this is the truth.
2: Yeah, (laughs) If a a woman's screaming at the TV because she's like, no, he was open. Why would you run that play? And you dissect the play in front of a bunch of guys. They're not going to walk over and be like, hello, miss, can I buy you a drink? No, one's going to do that.
0: What's your take on the, uh, the white knight, the guy that swoops in and, and all the guys that chime in underneath the guy that was a jerk. You know, you know what I'm talking about?
2: Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I think it's nice when people are there to back each other up. And I, like I said before, if if something's going on, and I have a two cents to jump in on someone else's, I will absolutely go there to anyone's defense. And I think it's definitely important that you know, on both sides of the coin, that guys jump in and defend women when they're being trolled, and I'll jump in and defend a guy if they're getting trolled as well. I think it's just important that you know everyone has each other's back and knows that one on this space. If if your intent isn't clear in text, then you probably shouldn't say it because anything can be taken in different ways. Just the way that it's written out, you don't get sarcasm quotes around a text so that you know, oh, this is sarcastic. People take it seriously. Um, but on the other end of the coin, if someone says something mean, mean- spirited, it's always really reassuring to see people disparage that person it's it's definitely reassuring and I think we've seen lots of different scenarios of, even over the past year of people coming out of the woodwork saying terrible things or things that they've sent in dms being leaked out and seeing that happen I think that the more that people bring it up and talk about it that this is happening and there's lots of different people that do it the better just because you know we're not going to get past this until people realize just how prevalent it is and that it's not going away
0: i see it happening and i've seen it mentioned in a few group chats when somebody's a jerk like somebody will screenshot it and put it in a group chat and then like we're all in group chats people will just start talking about like what the heck is going on here and yeah i was always curious as to the person being attacked if you appreciated or wanted someone that all those folks to kind of chime in and say all right you know i got your you know you're better than that or this and that i I never knew if if that was helpful
2: i think that it's helpful when someone chimes in and says like hey stop being a jerk this is ridiculous like clearly they didn't intend that or clearly you're out of line saying these things what i don't appreciate is after you know you have an exchange and someone defends you dms are separate so you can to me comment on it off the tweet only so long before it then becomes creepy to keep talking to me about the same subject you know what I mean? Oh. Like, okay, we've nipped this in the bud. It is it is what it is. You don't have to then ask me to send you pictures. Like you're just adding to the problem. You're <laughs> not fixing it. <laughs> so no. um, Terrible. Yeah.
0: So speaking of terribleness, we had a podcast on Saturday and we were talking about Deshaun Watson's value and I brought up the DLF Trade Finder. The Trade Finder is getting hotter lately. Oh, it's getting spicy. Sam, have you had any interaction with some Deshaun Watson shares?
2: Well, I am a Deshaun Watson owner in a couple dynasty leagues and in those leagues I think that you know the temperatures are pretty cool in terms of trading right now because the free agency market is what it is when it that dies down and post draft I will look at what I'm able to shift to maybe move him or to get a good backup as my just in case with his situation we don't know what it's going to transform into between now and the next couple months just in terms of fantasy what I would do if I was a Deshaun Watson owner which I am is making sure that I have a good backup because even if anything else happened with another player, you always in Dynasty want to have the next best thing lined up and then dynasty you're building for that legacy so i would want to make sure i had a good backup ready and available
0: like justin just did in his startup yeah
2: it it was a great backup for that like you said they just got will fuller's
1: there's no threat for him to be pulled off and somebody's starting over him this
0: year he's gonna
1: get 16 well 17 now apparently they've they've approved the 17th game i guess is what word on the street Nice. He'll get 17 starts barring injury. I expect him
0: to be uh, at least a high in QB2. Want to hear a couple deals that have gone down recently? Yes, sir. Deshaun Watson? All right, let's do this, man. These are super flex deals, right? These are all super flex. On Saturday, Deshaun Watson for Mayfield and a first was just like, no way, I'm not doing that. But now it's Mayfield and a 2022 first. Mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson for Sam Darnold, Gabriel Davis, and a 20. 20- 22 first. Watson. Sam Darnold, Gabriel Davis, Davis, in a
1: 2022 20, first.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That well, lose values
2: tank quite quickly.
0: Watson Dobbins, the 3 2 for Deshaun Watson. So, are we saying that
1: I could have got him in the third round?
0: <laughs>
1: Carson Wentz, but you baby. took him
2: too early. <laughs>
1: right. I think I overdrafted. I think you no. may have. No, because yeah. there were a couple guys that were thinking that it's well. Uh, here's
0: one that involves Tua, Deshaun Watson, or Tua the two one and the two four.
1: I offered
0: Tua and
1: my 2022 first in an auction, 14 teamer for Deshaun Watson, and don't have a response from the guy. And it's a team. It's a league where I have Herbert and I'm going to own T Law because I punted the startup. I got a bunch of 2021 bursts. I'll own Trevor Lawrence and Herbert. So I figured I'd just take the risk and try and get Deshaun Watson.
0: <laughs> so we have another Watson for Mayfield and the 110. This one's interesting. Watson, the 1-6 for McCaffrey and Dallas Goddard.
2: Yes. If I'm – doesn't really matter the deal for me. If I'm losing Deshaun Watson and gaining Christian McCaffrey, I will say yes.
0: This is a big one here. Okay, so Watson, Akers, Slayton, and the 1-9 for Russell Wilson, Deontay Johnson, and the 1-2. Ooh. You would so be okay with that, I guess.
2: Yeah, I would do
0: that. Okay, so Wilson – the one two and Deontay Johnson. Watson Acres, the one nine, and Slayton. Forget about Slayton. Watson Acres yeah, right. and the one nine. Okay. That's kind of yeah. man. That's a I, that's a really
1: good deal. Like that's a that's one of those that you to me I can't even pick aside. side. It's, I like that deal a lot.
0: This one's funny. This involves the QB one for the Chicago Bears. Andy Dalton. And Andy Dalton, Brandon Ayuk, and the one nine. For Watson. No, <laughs> no I, don't, <laughs> I don't want
2: to be starting Andy Dalton in any league. I'll no. just hold. Yeah, that's just hold. the problem
0: that people are panicking and I
1: understand why, Yes, but I just don't know realistically that we're looking at anything more than a one year suspension. Like, wouldn't that be, I don't even know if a one year suspension is something that's feasible, but if that's on the table, I still want Watson over all the uh, uh, most of those deals, not all of those deals, but most of those deals, the yeah. Darnold one. I'm sorry. I, I you know I know you love Darnold but what? Come yeah, on.
2: That's, that's a hard pass for me. No, thank you. Yeah.
0: I talked about this yes uh, last night I messaged you if you what you thought of Stafford for I, I sent a couple Staffords out for Watson and then I just yanked them cuz I just got scared.
2: I know I <laughs> I get that. I I think that Stafford should be in for a good year though just talking specifically about that that LA offense. I think that he's not going to tank anyone's value in terms of cup, in terms of woods or in terms of Higby. Even I think that all of them are going to stay the same or even get better just with him under center. He's got a lot more confidence under center than Jared Goff does. No offense to Jared Goff. He was good for certain things, but he wasn't consistently good. And I think that Stafford has a bit more consistency and a bit more of that veteran presence in him than
0: Goff does. So yeah, that's the Watson value check And, and we'll see how hot that gets. (laughs) the next show because it seems like I think
1: there could be another like plummet downward
0: in a week. I started to follow it heavily in the beginning and then I was just like I I, I don't know. I'm waiting for like the next shoe to drop I'm tired of just like all this muddiness or whatever.
2: Muddled mess and uh, murkiness and all of us speculating on things when you know
0: Yeah it just gives more time for everyone to start gossiping and you know chirping about what could be or this or that
2: yeah. So hold until more free agency moves happen, till post draft, till more things happen. That's all we can do is just wait and see and try not to panic when
0: Let's talk some trades. You had a, right. a trade? Made a trade. What league is this?
1: This is a TA4, Trade addicts.
0: Trade addict 4.
2: Nice. I got
1: a I got a real
0: contender. Orphan you took over that was just loaded, right?
1: It was. Yeah, injuries and then I've made some moves. So I've got Saquon, Mixon, Jacobs, I've got AJ Brown and Stefan Diggs and Brandon Cooks. I got Dak and Deshaun and Baker. Really solid team. Got an offer, cold offer. And it isn't, it isn't even one that I wanted to counter. So I'll throw it out there and you guys can tell me what side you like. Jacobs and a 2022 first or Cam Akers and a 2022 second. So- I know. Yeah.
2: You would get Jacobs and the first.
1: Jacobs and the 2022 first, Akers and a 2022 second. Now, I will tell you that the guy who has the 2022 second, he's the third pick this year, and he is not in the same situation as I
0: am. So it's an early 2022 second.
1: Probably so. He's got, I think he's got the third and the fifth pick in this year's draft, but his team is just kind of weak. I think my first, barring some crazy injuries, is going to be a late first.
0: I just want out on Jacobs at this
1: point. Yeah.
2: I mean, I'm not, it would, it does suck. I'm a Jacobs owner too in a couple dynasty leagues. And what oh, I'm like trying it, like to it. think of silver lining on the situation with Kenyon Drake being there is the issue that they were having with Josh Jacobs was because he was carrying the team, just carrying the team on his shoulders. He's crumbling under that weight. So I think that what would be good is offloading some of that weight for him so he can kind of return to what he was. So I'm trying to think of it in that sense in that he's gonna take some of the pressure off so that you know he can sit out a couple drives. Does that mean that maybe a touchdown will get vultured or two? Sure. But also, Kenyon Drake is a different player than Josh Jacobs is. He's going to be more used in the pass route as well than necessarily Josh Jacobs is, who's not big on the passing game. He's just not. That's not who he is. That's not how he's played. He's not going to change that about him. But if someone can offload some of that pressure, I think that should help him overall, help his longevity all over the season, and you won't be dealing with, "Ah, his ankle doesn't feel as good this week. Is he going to be out? Maybe, maybe not. So I think it's going to help that.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I, I love it. I love that that point. I mean, Jacobs has limped across the finish line like the last two seasons. So, yeah. and if they're adding a seventeenth game, that's mm-hmm. just another game that he could be limping across the finish line. So, bringing someone to take some of those hits off, right? Maybe mm-hmm. that'll finally get him into your championship games. You know? I, mean, I think I did, it will. I
1: did just draft him, so I'm not. Yeah. I'm not as low apparently as. At least eleven other people in the in my current startup are. What I'm hoping for is that I've got a 50 or 60 catch guy in Acres, you know. And if I can get that kind of floor with the upside of a Kyle Shanahan offense, Bay offense, yeah, yeah,
0: right. with Stafford behind the behind yeah, Stafford,
1: staff. I mean, I just
2: who had great I, I success with John
1: You you know, yeah. just the small incremental improvement that I need. And I figure I'm really only probably giving up five or six draft spots.
2: I mean, it sounds like you also have a lot of other running backs in the mix. So because you're so stacked at running back in the other sense, then I would say that this is a good move for you just to take the risk on having that past uh, catching ability with acres. Is it a PPR league too? Then. Oh yeah. There you go. That's a great floor.
0: Well, you got to also remember too, this is a trade addicts league. So there's going to be a lot of trades acres yeah. value. I is just only going to improve. As we get closer to the season, whereas Jacobs might stay the same or might get worse if Drake is, you know, making a name for himself in training camp. So I don't know. I I like the fact that if you're going, you could possibly move Akers for more in the future, immediate future.
1: Um, I just have to figure out how to how to move the infallible Quintus Cephas.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is his favorite guy.
1: My favorite player ever. I just have to figure out how to trade him.
0: Justin's a Cephas hater. I don't know why he hates this guy. I'm okay with Cephas. I don't care. I mean, you don't like him because he can't catch. I love that season. Reason.
1: Yes, that's <laughs> part of it. Okay, so he can't run any cat catch.
0: I have problems with these. What, first where do all, you go to I'm college lazy. that you that he bugs you so much? I
1: first, first you, of all, I'm a runner, so it bothers me that he can't run. And second of all, we're playing fantasy football and it bothers me that he can't catch as a receiver. Mm. All right. So I need one of these trade four people to be like, hey, I love Quintez Cephas. I'm going to start stalking their uh, timelines and seeing who likes Quintez.
0: So that's Justin's move, Sam. I don't know what type of um, stalking somebody, but you're like a reconnaissance. Like Justin will essentially stalk his opponent's. I'll
1: just like start scrolling and scrolling their scrolling try to Do see like what like, players they're in yeah. yeah. Have they said anything about this one? Player in the last six months. <laughs> maybe, I can, maybe I can find something to, to bite on there. Yeah,
2: I, I, Reconnaissance is a good word for that, too. I mean, I think that when you're in a league with people, you got to figure out who they're leaning towards. I mean, it's one reason why the more I podcast, the more I'm shooting myself in the foot in my leagues okay. with my friends because I know that they could just jump onto any of my shows and then hear me being high on someone and then snake him from me in the draft. Last year, before drafts, my friends would say, so who are you high on? And I would be like, Cole Komet, you know, all day. <laughs> Hey, just uh, he's my one oh one. I'm gonna totally take him and they're like, No, seriously. I'm like, Yeah, so you're the tight end, obviously. So mm-hmm. no, I'm not gonna tell you in front of you like who my <laughs> guy is. Go and listen to some episodes. No, just give me like, you know, the cliff notes. No, if you no, want to know who I like, know. go listen to a podcast. You will hear it. I'm not shy about who I like on my podcasts.
1: We yeah, I mean we've so created cool. this platform where people can get all the information they want. And if they're too lazy to do that, then you know, the weakest link will not survive.
2: Absolutely. It takes minimal effort. You can listen to podcasts while you're driving. It's not a big deal.
0: I don't know if you guys caught my Viridian Global Dynasty Hot Sauce t-shirt here. really sexy shirt. That's right. And if you go to viridianglobal.com, we have a, a line of clothing. No, it's a... That's what it's, we call a, it. Viridian yeah. and t-shirts. Viridian yeah. <laughs> and t-shirts. I got some beach wear. I want to see some... Well, it's not really beach wear. I was going to say, wait a minute. Hold on. What? It's the yellow... Ooh. hot sauce tea yeah got my daughter a hoodie so there's a lot of stuff there a lot of youth sizes go to viridian global and if you enter dynasty hot sauce in the code special code box you get 20 off your entire order go run and do that nice. and hope. so sam we do live shows once every like, few months yeah once every every couple of months it'll be some type of occasion where we'll be you know whether it's a christmas or a birthday or just let's get together with the, angry the
1: end sober, the end of Sober Larry season. Yeah. The
0: live show happens every now and again, start early and we bring on people to jump in and out and stuff. And on Saturday went about five hours. It probably <laughs> about, probably about two hours have, uh, more than it should have two and a half. <laughs> yeah. I'd imagine
2: podcast marathons are certainly fun.
0: Yeah. So I'm looking forward fun. to the,
1: uh, the round one of the NFL draft. We'll go big again.
0: That will be the next, the next show. I mean, what kind of uh, festivities do you get into for the NFL draft, Sam? Because we have a live show that we invite everyone that if they want to pop in for a round or two, they're more than welcome. All of our past guests are invited. So, yeah. Share the link if you're interested. I don't know what you got going on.
2: Me and the guys over with Fantasy Focus will be doing a live show as well that night. So, well, I mean, I think all of us are kind of doing that live reaction, fun breakdown Mm -hmm. for the draft. And I mean, it's it's super exciting. This is this is why I think that fantasy football is a year long sport because of things like the draft when it is and all the free agency speculation. And then people say, "I thought football season was over." It's like it's never over for me. It's never over. So it's super fun to get to dissect the draft, re-dissect the draft as soon as moves are made after the draft, we dissect it again, speculate on these great landing spots for all these rookies, which is one reason why it's really hard for me to do my rookie analysis right now, because I mean, it really depends on where you go, what your position is, like who you're with, who's your quarterback. That's before I can get really excited. I mean, yes, I can see all these amazing athletes. It's fun to see their pro days and you know, all of these uh, measurements that they're putting out there in terms of the 40 and all that. And I can get excited, but I'm not going to get really excited until I see who they're playing with, who they're playing against. Who are they going to be, you know, the one to punch with that I can really get excited and dive into? How does that coach use that position? And, you know, I, I'm holding on tight. I'm doing the hold until I see where people land. And then I can get excited because I don't want to get my heart broken thinking if so-and-so lands there, it'll be perfect. You know,
0: who's the one rookie you want to get a piece of? Who's the guy you got your eyes on? Like, I need to get it. I need to get this guy.
2: I mean, you know, in super flex leagues, I'm trying to get Trevor Lawrence wherever I can. Um, I think that, shoring up that quarterback position in Superflex Dynasty Leagues is super important. Um, But Kyle Pitts is just such a sensational talent. A tight end could revolutionize the position. But I also think that it's tough for rookie tight ends to come in and make a splash right away. Sure. could he be the exception to the rule absolutely you never know what you're going to get with any of these players it all depends on where he goes if he goes somewhere that could really utilize him one mock that i saw had him going to the Bengals and seeing him with joe burrow hell yes it, good.
0: That looks, it looks like a good fit man that would, be, that would be
2: a good fit so
0: yeah
2: don't want to get excited until he lands somewhere good but if he can get somewhere that has a quarterback that's going to have volume for him and be able to get the deep pass and get him open Cause he's someone that can make a catch in tight corners and he, he's just such a good after the play tight end as well. So he doesn't slow down once he's made the catch, he can break tackles. He can go the extra yards really hit the accelerator pedal once he's got the ball. So for me, I will get excited when I see where he goes, but he's someone
0: that I've got my eye on. Well, I'm in a league with Justin, where he's got a lot of first round picks, and I don't have any, so he, he could shoot straight with me right now. Who are you looking for in that one? I'll th- just say that Trey Lance is higher on my board than most people's. Ah, that's a good that, one. That some that
1: everybody is hyping Zach Wilson. I'd rather have Trey Lance. I think he is going to be a value because he's going to drop. I think he's going to feel it's going to feel like a Josh Allen type of drop.
0: Nice. So. I have a trade offer in the. Dynasty Trades HQ, HQ1. Is it a good offer? Uh, no, it is not. It's from Swags. He sent me Shane Swagger. A 2021-29 for Kareem Hunt in a 16-team, yeah. league. 16-team league. What's Kareem Hunt worth to you in terms of rookie picks?
2: I'd rather have rookie picks right now. I mean, he's... He's effective as the running back too. There's definitely a lot of workload to be had. Depends, I guess, on what that rookie pick is. If it's like a third rounder, then sure. But Listen. he's not worth the he's not worth the number one.
1: I'll tell you what. I'll send you an offer right now. And this is how oh. I feel about Kareem Hunt. Oh, dude,
0: this better not be bullshit. It's not terrible. Uh, it's not what I'm looking for. I could tell you that. Oh, interesting. See, it's better than you thought, huh? it's uh yeah it's It's the 18th (laughs) okay sam it's the eight so justin just sent me a trade in this 16 team league tight end premium 1.25 not much of a premium super flex the 2-2 which is the 18th overall pick for kareem hunt if you just want to look look at some adp i'll tell you who that pick is
1: that is the curious part I didn't even think about that. I mean, but I think that's probably about right.
0: Let's go to some dynasty ADP. This is DLF ADP Superflex rookie for the month of March. It's the Tyler Wallace. I'm on Saint Raw.
1: Yeah, I'm Amar- Brown and yeah. Jamar Jefferson range. Chuba Hubbard is in there. Kareem
0: Hunter, Michael Carter. I mean, A Brown. I like him a lot.
2: See, a lot of this to me also, like that's why I don't want to trade until after the draft, because if any of those guys lands in a team that you get excited about, that'll change the strategy completely. But
1: this is a team where I have spent two years rebuilding it and I am just chock full of picks. I have one, two, three, four firsts and one, two, three, four, five seconds in this year's draft. Then I have three firsts and one, two, three, four seconds in next year's draft. I mean, it's not even bad first. It's the 101, 103, 107, 110. Like it's not even like the one in this situation. And it's a lot. And I have Mahomes and Kyler Murray.
2: Yeah. So you've got a lot of yeah. uh, risks you can take in that league.
1: Yeah. in a 16 team super flex to have those two quarterbacks and in position to grab Trevor Lawrence as well. It's kind of crazy.
2: That's shaping up very well for you.
1: It will eventually. Tried to accept it. Oh, I got I got roster issues. I think you
0: have an invalid roster.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> if you want, if you want to accept it, we'll make this work in a little bit. All right. Well, we might be able to do that off the air. That would be exciting. Would have been nice if we could could have done it on the air. But hey.
1: Well, if you just want to say the trade is done, <laughs> then make it happen. Good gosh. I thought it was a fair offer, so I yeah,
0: made yeah. It. no, no, no. Wonderful. No, so, I've been trying to unload, trying to make a trade because it's like. Uh, I like to make trades. We know.
1: I, too, am guilty of liking to make trades. Startup has been one of the... The one that I'm currently in has been one of the most trade-active startups. It's fun.
0: Anything shocking in the first couple rounds? Uh,
1: The first 10 picks were quarterbacks. Yikes. That's what's happening these days. And Russell Wilson was not one of them.
0: Whoa.
1: Yeah. Katie Flower
0: would be very upset with that. I know, right? We had her on a couple weeks ago. She could not believe two things. One, that eight quarterbacks went in a row in the startup she was in. And two, Russell Wilson was there for her at the (laughs) end of that first round.
1: Yeah. uh, You know, Hogue is in this and he took Rodgers.
0: Superflex dude. Mm -hmm. He took Aaron Rodgers.
1: He did. He took Aaron Rodgers at the 110. That was the 10th quarterback. And then Christian McCaffrey broke it up. And then Russell Wilson and Saquon Barkley. So, you know, it kind of went chalky after that. Stafford, Tannehill, Jonathan Taylor, Kelsey dropped to the 205 in a 2-point PPR. I thought that was interesting. Kelsey and Kittle, 205-206. That's
0: and, an ageism, ageist thing. Yeah,
1: Kelsey's but what about George Kittle? You know, yeah. George
0: Kittle at 206 in a 2-point PPR? They yeah. must have watched Sam's pod last night. That's
1: right. Yeah. In, in this format, Travis Kelsey scored 417 points last year.
0: Jeez.
1: Whereas Josh Allen scored 444. Mahomes scored 450. But you're talking about Kyler Murray's 424. Like this is he's in high-end QB1 territory
0: in that format. Kelsey. Kelsey. Wow. So heavy pre- tight and premium. I love that stuff, man. Yeah. Heavy, heavy. Well, 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 well. How should we do this? Samantha R. Holt on Twitter. She's got a number of things going on.
2: Yeah, uh, I'm happy to spell them out for everyone so they can follow and subscribe and like away.
0: Go All for right, it. Do it. Do it.
2: Follow me on Twitter at Samantha R. Holt or on Instagram, should you so choose, at Sam underscore awesome. I'm with the guys over at Fantasy Focused, and we do just finished our two early top fives. We covered quarterbacks, wide receivers, running backs, and tight ends, so you can go back on YouTube and catch all of those, and anywhere you digest your podcast, you can find us there. I also have the Fantasy Debate with my co-host Derek Tate, and we break down tons of different things, uh, do a lot of fun squad ups, and have a lot of fun together. Uh, We are both big nerds in terms of movies and comics and different things so we like to break down other things besides fantasy as well and then I also have my one on one with show where I've gotten the chance to interview some really cool people in the fantasy space I was able to interview Matthew Berry last year Field Yates, Melissa Jacobs Liz Loza, Cynthia Freeland, some really amazing people amazing women in the industry as well so lots of fun interviews for you guys to check out on that as well you can find those all over on YouTube and please hit subscribe definitely appreciate it. Ooh,
0: I did subscribe to the fantasy focused uh youtube channel today your pod was last night i subscribed to fantasy focus today while i watched that tight end special and i'm psyched to get those notifications so i can uh chime in catch the uh, early previews oh yeah very draft ready we are All right, ooh, baby. We're getting close to draft time. It's about to happen. Are you ready? Let's rock and roll. One, two, three, four. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Hot Sauce Podcast. One, two, three, four. Larry Monkey Justin Rogers
2: talking Dynasty football, baby. Come get.